host of the Kid Fun and More podcast on Word of Mom Radio. I've written several books on creative play for kids, including my latest, Kid Fun 401 Easy Ideas for Play. On our podcast, we'll talk to people who care about kids in many different ways. Experts, entrepreneurs, psychologists, parents, teachers, and others. While learning about their line of work and special interests, We'll also talk about their memories of fun they had when they were young. I'll also share a Kid Fun tip that we hope will enrich your experience with kids. And now it's time for our guest. I'm very excited to say hello to Pauline Houston McCall. You are a bundle of energy and talent. It's unbelievable all the great things that you do. So I'm going to read this bio. Pauline Houston McCall is a multimedia artist, educator, vocalist, and activist who believes deeply in connecting the threads between many disciplines. And there's a quote here from you that says, art is another way of speaking to the world, and I want to speak loud. And if you could see Pauline's face right now, she's got this giant <laughs> smile with her thumbs up. Her large painting and sculptures and intimate drawings have graced exhibitions throughout, well, the tri-state area, New York City, America, um, and with a deep focus on the falling and rising of the human spirit told through figurative Im- imagery and stories. That's your heart. Your heart comes through in everything you do. She has designed and painted multiple indoor and exterior murals in Philadelphia and is involved in the bold beautification of neighborhoods throughout the arts. I want to share with the world, no matter what age, the absolutely transformative magic of art. As an educator and fierce advocate of the arts, she says, I want to always achieve this through teaching and sharing of knowledge of art. And I know Pauline because she is a art consultant to Children's Playhouse in Philadelphia. And we just had the wonderful experience together of, um, well, I didn't paint. She brightened up this, you know, anyone can hear a podcast. They might not know South Philadelphia, but it's all these row homes townhomes, close together, not a lot of grass, but now there's a jungle on, there's jungle scenes on the wall and elephants and tigers uh, and lions and bears. Oh my, what is that? The joy that you bring to passersby, not just the fact that kids could help you paint this, but look how that brightens the day of somebody. That's what art does. It's your turn, Pauline. Welcome. Hello, Shyla. Hello, America. Hello, world. (laughs) I'm excited to be here. 
Well, yeah, I'm absolutely. so glad. When did you first realize that you were an artist? Oh, my goodness. I was real little. I was a wee one. I was about three or four. And I remember willing my hands to to draw and to color what I saw in my mind. I remember getting frustrated about it from time to time, too. But I somehow always knew and I was really bold about my uh, conviction. And my father was great because he always told me that I was an artist when I was real little. And he said, you're an artist. And mm. I believed him. And therefore I was. And so at a very early age, just I knew that yeah. I had to draw. I want to tell you something. My daughter, Amy, who is going to be 50 now. Oh, my God. She must have been four years old and she made a painting. And, you know, there's stores that have trophies and they make plaques. And I made this little tiny plaque like this bronze thing. It wasn't didn't cost much money, but it right. said, by Amy Lynn Felcher. <gasps> and I put that right next to her artwork. And, boy, did she feel special. So it, you it, said your parent called you an artist. Well, yes. I kind of affirmed that for her. Yes. Just with that plaque. So and I that, love that. that. Yes. I mean, that af- affirmation for children is so important. It is so important for our young people to, to feel special, to feel that magic, to feel that they can create that magic, even if they see it in their heads first, even before they can realize it in, in the most representational way. It is important for us to tell them that they already are I, I think when I was a kindergarten teacher and I want to offer this as a tip to people I learned that you should never ask a child after he draws something oh what is that yeah you should talk about the lines the color yeah you should praise what you're looking at without it having to be something concrete because exactly. he knows what that is it could have been a house but you had no clue well, you asked them, and then you insulted him. So exactly. by saying, I love the orange on your painting, or look at those great lines. Yep. <laughs> right? I know you know this, but this is oh, where yeah. I listen. Oh, yeah. No, but that's affirmation. That is, you know, just pure affirmation and purely necessary. Absolutely. So from everything that I said in your intro, and not just because I know you, but how important it is to share art with the world. As an art educator, where did that come from? You have this burning desire to feed the child artist within, right, in their soul. Yeah. What's that about? Yeah, so absolutely. So because that was fed with my father, right, and because he sat down with us, around the table and, and I came from this huge family. In fact, it was 12 and 12. So it's, it's 24 altogether. And that's a whole what? other podcast. That's another podcast, Sharla. We'll <laughs> talk about cheaper by the two dozens another time, but we didn't have a television, you know, it, you know, he didn't believe in that. Um, there was books and there was a time where he sat around the table and he showed us how to draw and we would draw, watch his hands and, and draw. And he would tell us to watch 
what he did and watch how he drew it so that we could learn how to do that. You know, nurturing that child within. Every time I go into a classroom with children, every time I go in to teach them um, an element or, or, or technique about art or something, I teach from my father's voice and I imagine myself there, mm. that child that early child that wanted to make beautiful artwork becomes present every time, no matter what population of children I work from, you know, from deep in West Philly and South Philly to um, Perkins Center for the Arts in Morristown, you know what I mean? That same gathering of the children around the table and I make sure that I sit down with them and I'm with them that I become that child again, and I nurture the child in me, and I nurture the child in them, and then I teach them the, 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 the magic, you know, of like your hand, your finger, one dot, stretch the dot, it becomes a line, and look what you can create. It's deep magic. It's beautiful magic, and it's something that they are controlling. And in a society where I feel like, you know, there's a lot of anger, a lot of rage, a lot of, you know, across the spectrum, they can pick up a pencil or they can pick up a crayon or a paintbrush and they can make something beautiful. They can change it. And they make it happen. They make it happen. As you were talking, I was thinking about how much I grew personally as a teacher by encouraging kids to be creative, I learned how to be creative. Yes. And I, I allowed myself, teaching kindergarten was wonderful for me because I could do anything, you know? Yes. And I, yes. Could, I had to teach every subject, but I did it in fun, creative ways. And my kids didn't even know they were, in, they were being taught anything. They just thought they were playing. Um, but I love that whole thought about they can pick up a pencil or a crayon, and they're in charge of that. They're in charge. That's their power. It's so beautiful, and it's so. And that's why when we come upon um, children on the, on the spectrum with this music and art, no matter what their learning abilities is, that playing field becomes even. Mm-hmm. That playing field becomes you know, equal. They are not other anymore. They are moving that. And uh, most of the times, most of the times you're really almost 95 to 100% of the time, they are really good at it because they don't have any of the stuff that we have to block of them from that pure creativity. So that that's another magical part of of art, you know, that you know, you you can start with a dot and you can pick up anything. I tell children all the time, if you don't have, you know, a crayon a, a pencil, if you don't have a pencil and if you there's a stick and you're playing outside and there's dirt, you can always create and you can and that it's just really powerful and you know working on the mural with you oh the power that came from that and the story so I took children who 
you know, when I first started working with them, it was this group of boys and they were doing what boys do, pick on each other, you know, uh, socking each other every now and then in the arm, making each other mad. And I looked at them and I said, you know, we're getting ready to work on a powerful project outside. The whole world will see it and the whole world will watch you do it. It's really powerful. So I need for you guys to go over and make that right. Um, whatever it is that you're having your argument about. Can, and these are middle schoolers. So can, you, can you make that right? And they looked at me like, what is she talking about make that right? And I turned my back and I didn't talk to them for a while. I was speaking to the girls and talking to them in their group about what they were going to do. And out of the corner of my eye, Charlotte, they were shaking hands and patting each other's back and saying, you know, I'm sorry, um, let's be a team. And from that point on, this group of boys, I could give a task. And I looked at them and I said, you're the A team. I'm giving you a task. They're like, yes, Miss Pauline. Okay, and um, I want you to be the painters of the sky, and I want you to paint these vines, and I want you to do them well, because I'm relying on you. You know why? Because you're the A-team, and I think you're great. And their shoulders go back, and they get themselves together, and it, but this is art. This is all through art. Look at this power. Look at this magic of breaking up fights and conflict resolution but through also, beautification. Oh. But but I remember when we were standing there, yeah. a couple of these boys, yeah. uh, what did they say? But there was something about they felt their own power because what they painted would be there forever. Yeah. And people would be seeing it who walked by and they got such strength from the knowledge of them they, making a difference. They really did. It was a beautiful thing because I was running, you know, sweating, running. The press was there and I'm running back and forth, making sure every kid was on, every group was on task. And uh, the gentleman, uh, young gentleman said to me, Miss um, Pauline, I told him four times. He didn't believe me. And I said, four times what? He said, don't you know that what we're painting is going to be on this wall forever? Mm. And people will see it forever. And I told him, and he looked at me and he looked at his friend and he said, forever? Wow. You know, wow. the amazing, the wonderment in, oh. you know, in his face. I would just, I, that, that, I could stop moment right there. And exactly. Like, you know. and, and another question we have here, I think you've probably answered it, is as an art educator and practicing artist, what do you want to share with the world? But before you answer it, I, I didn't you'd say this in the in the introduction. I am so impressed by the fact that you were commissioned by Wells Fargo to paint in New York City in Hudson Yards. Is it a 63-story building? Yes. And you painted from floor 19, like on 14, all different... 14th to the 60th, 63rd floor. I have... Um, pieces, art pieces, in, uh, starting with the uh, trading room floor, which is the 14th floor, and all throughout um, the 41st floor, 43rd floor, all the way up to the 63rd floor, ending with a mural-sized um, painting. And, uh, yeah. And so here she is painting a jungle scene with kids. Oh, there's a koala, right? And But they are in a conference room, a 22-foot mural. 
And doesn't right. it read, one of them reflects the Hudson River and it's, oh, it's so, so yeah, soothing. I've seen yeah. pictures of this and I'm so impressed. And if you Google Pauline Houston McCall, you can probably find it and see it too. You can. I Google myself all the time because <laughs> I'm such a nut. But yeah, you know, absolutely, absolutely. And Which, so that child who's looking at his work and the power he has, oh my God, the power you have. You have people in this corporate setting, right? And you're giving them peace because they're looking at this beautiful blue wall or whatever your theme is, you know, with your sculptures. And it's, uh, it's awe-inspiring. So, so that question was, what do you want to share with the world? <laughs> right. So, and there it is. From the children working on the jungle scene with animals from, from the Arctic, you know, circle throughout the jungle, um, from, from on the ground with these children in South Philly to the 63rd uh, floor of 30 Hudson Yards with corporate hoo-hahs from around the world in the mm. grand room with this piece called Hudson Blue, which is tons of gold leaf and ex- bands of blues and golds stretched across this room, that same power, the power of wonderment, the power of wow, the power of transformation and beautification, right? Can I say it? From the hood to (laughs) To the the height of corporate, and may I always continue to work that way. May, may, may I never be too good to come back down to the ground to work with our children, to show that to me is the power, the intent and power of creativity, and that's where that playing field is just leveled, and it, it is, you know, it is good for all of us, good for our souls, and and it, it's should continue to be really a powerful uh, institution. Um, during the Renaissance uh, time of Leonardo da Vinci, everyone's like, oh, Leonardo was, a, was an inventor and he was a musician and he was an artist. Well, back then, you couldn't, you had to honor the science and, and math mm-hmm. and, and music as well as art. It was all on the same level. I hope that art gets back to that level again because it is just as powerful. Art brings me so much joy and peace. I I love art and I love music. You're perfect for me. But we need to take a break. Okay. Coming back, we need to take a break because we would like to hear and thank our sponsors. Wonderful. And then we'll be right back with Kid Fun and more on the Word of Mom Radio Network. Have you been curious about CBD? Maybe you heard it helps relieve stress and balance your body, but you're not sure where to start. The most important thing when you're thinking about CBD is choosing a brand you trust and feel confident in. Altwell is a high-quality and effective CBD line. It's a family business with four generations in the wellness industry, and they poured all their experience, knowledge, and passion into making modern wellness attainable. Altwell uses only the highest quality, ethically grown hemp, carefully selected from Colorado farms. They triple test every product, and with every purchase, you can actually 
access a lab report so you can see exactly what you're getting. If you're new to CBD, a great place to start is with topicals like Altwell's balms and lotions to help ease achy muscles and their serums to moisturize and brighten your skin. Altwell is offering Word of Mom listeners a special discount so you can try it for yourself. All you have to do is go to altwell.com and use code ALTWELLMOM at checkout for 25% off your first purchase. Exclusions apply. She is brave. She is strong. She is you. Because you're that woman who's got a product or a service that you're looking to promote. Or you're out there seeking to support other women in business to help women learn, network, and build the businesses of their dreams. Because when you win, we win. We all know a survivor. Some of our friends and family have made it through difficult times. Some of us don't make it. Losing a loved one to cancer, a car accident, or any other unfortunate event can be crippling and unavoidable. But one of the hardest subjects to talk about is suicide. Too often, our youth decide that leaving this place is easier than facing the struggle forced upon them every day. More than one in four children go through some form of bullying or another. Most of us survive with scars, but for some... The inner demons created cannot be recognized or treated in time to ensure they make it through. Bullying in every form is very much avoidable. It starts with me and it starts with you. This is Kelly Carius from No Such Thing as a Bully reminding you to do your part when you see bullying happen. If you don't know what that is, call 403-447-4404 or go to nosuchthingasabully.com. Don't let the name fool you because stadiumbags.com has a line of clear bags that enable you to use your phone and your smart devices without removing them from your bag. Not only that, but the product is so good it'll stand up to the cleaning solvents that you need to use now to make sure that when you come home, you come home safely. So take a look at stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we're your clear choice because safety it's in the bag. We're back. And I'm so glad to continue our conversation with Pauline Houston McCall on Kid Fun and More on the Word of Mom Radio Network. So you say that art is magical. When did you realize that art had that magical power? Oh, wow. Um, well, <laughs> I have to tell you a story. So the story goes is I was telling you about my, my, my family being very large and, and we talked about that being another whole podcast because we had no TV and we had to find fun things to do um, without that, you know, without sitting and watching movies or TV for hours. And so and we read is, a lot. Which is yeah. exactly what Kid Fun is all about. Yes. No electronics. And exactly. So my father... Um, came home and told my older brothers and sisters that he was going to start taking them to art classes at the art museum. And I'm five and I'm furious because I want to go and I'm not old enough apparently at that time. And I was furious. In fact, I would cry all the way to, you know, the art museum and we'd drop off my brothers and sisters. And to appease me, my father would take me by the hand and he'd 
spend the entire class time with me at the Philadelphia Museum of Art. Oh, that's And he good. walked me through. I remember in front of standing in front of Rauschenberg. I remember standing in front of the Moorish chief. I remember how everything was laid out. And I told him, I'm the real artist, Dad. I am the real artist. Mm, how old I, were you? I was only five. I was five and a half going on mm. six. And I was mm. like really, really, really sad. And I really wanted to go. And Dad said, no, you're... Um, but we'll go and we'll spend time in the museum. And we did, and we looked at pieces, and I thought, this is magical because I could look at art and feel it. You know, I remember looking at the, um, was it Moreau? <sighs> the lions laying down that, that piece. Oh, I'm forgetting the artist. Forgive me, artist. But I used to really feel like I could climb in the paintings and be mm. there mm. and be part of that. And that was, and it made me feel so good inside. So, you know, that's the type of magic. The other thing Charlotte, my father would do, he would take us in the car and he would drive us down. As you know, the entire Calder family is um, all the way down the avenue. So you start with Alexander Calder's mobile in the museum and you look down and you see father's sculptures, the horses, and then you look down further and until you get to City Hall, that's the entire Calder family. So he would start there and then he would take us all the way down to City Hall, park the car and we would get out and he taught us to look up at the sculptures. So he really taught us the magic of, at a very early age, I, I just knew art was magic. And that's what I just, uh, that child within that beautiful, passionate uh, place that my father, you know, taught us, that's what I want to keep giving the children from all walks of life, from every corner. I, I come to storefront child care centers, to big schools, to, to big preschools, to, you know, charter schools and public schools. It doesn't matter. Every child has a right to know the magic of art. And then, oh, fast forward, I have to go backwards. So going backwards, I was so upset about not having to be able to go. And when I got older, I don't know what happened to the program. I never got to go to take classes at the museum. Mm. But I wound up teaching in the same program oh. for seven years. And, I woke and up. Yes. your artwork is in museums. Exactly. And maybe one day you'll be in the Philadelphia Museum of Art. <laughs> Let's wish that. Let's dream that. Let's dream that. Let's manifest that. Because yeah. all the things that I've ever wanted, I tell the children and I tell myself and I tell my friends, say it out loud, dream it and say it out loud and then go be it. And that's when I woke up that one day and I said to Rob, I'm going to work in a castle. And he said, what are you talking about, woman? And I said, I am going to work at the museum. And I grabbed, I made myself a brochure and I climbed on the bus and got there and walked down the halls and I ran into this woman. I said, I'm here. I found this beautiful newsletter. In the newsletter, it talked about um, outreach that you guys were doing in communities and how you were adopting schools. And I mm. thought, oh, 
perfect. I need to be there. It was perfect. And I walked down the hall. She says, well, I'm not in charge of that sector. I'll take you to the woman who is. And when, as I began to teach there, she pulled me aside and she says, I never forget the day when I asked you, did you have an appointment for an interview? And you said, no, you were just coming to teach. I love it. I so love it. So let me tell you, I I liked art when I was young, but it was kind of my mother took me. See, it's interesting because it's how the child perceives it. My mother took me to the art museum. I loved the building. I loved being there. I wasn't so into the art until I went to Temple University, and my best friend and I were filling out our schedule for classes, and we were both taking education. And we had to fill a slot. And she said, let's take art history. I'm like, oh, no, that's going to be so boring. Well, did I learn? We took art history. It changed my life. Wow. I loved Impressionism. And actually, I bought an oil painting, like, beginner's kit and started painting. But my mother took it from me. My mother got cancer when I was young. She was young. And she painted to relief, like she painted before she got sick. And then when she was sick, she, she took my paints <laughs> and, then, and then bought more. But look what wow. Art did. It brought her so much joy at this terrible right. time in her life. And, wow. um, oh, I love talking to you. And I, I will say that um, I just interviewed someone you know very well. I hear <laughs> your your husband Rob McCall or Rob Fire, and um, the two of you are such a team. Art Thank in you. every definition, just the best. Um, Thank you. So I like to bring it back to Kid Fun, but I think we know what your Kid Fun is all about. When you were young, your father had it right there. Yep. No TV on. Art, just art. enjoy art and art. Yes, and, and going me, outside. Yep. And if, if we weren't making it, he was taking us somewhere to look at it and look at, yep. at and enjoy the sculptures. I the love that, art. too. It's yep. looking. It's it's learning how to see things so yes. differently. Yes. See the shadows. You know, Absolutely. see the height. But yes. I want to I end with a kid fun tip that I can offer. And in my book, I have an activity. I have it in a chapter of waiting times because this is easy to do when you're stuck at a restaurant or in the days when we can go to restaurants. Um, wow. And it's make crazy animals. So what you do is you start out by making a shape. Let's just say a triangle, any shape. Uh-huh. But it's a crazy animal. It can have as many eyeballs as you want it to have. Oh, it wow. can have as many feet. I like to make chicken feet because they're easy, but it could have 10 of them. And they don't have to come out of the bottom of your body. They can come out of the top because it's a crazy animal. And then you have to give it a crazy name. It can't be called the crazy animal. It has to be called the Iwa, Obop, whatever the child comes up with. Oh, I love it. And I so, love it. And that is really, it's allowing a child, just like you talked about earlier, you know, the work that he's doing, that's his own power. Yes. And because I'm about kid fun, I like it to be silly too. And 
kids oh, really I, get I, into that. I love that. That is a super good tip because often um, I, with younger ones after a project, a lot of them still move into that. I'm done. I'm finished. <sighs> waiting time. Yeah. Waiting time. You have waiting time. So open your sketchbook and you're going to have to make it crazy. Out. Or if in the days of magazines, um, which they still exist, if you're at a doctor's office and there's uh-huh. a magazine, you can look uh-huh. at a picture with a child and tell there's a house. Tell a story about that house. Who lives in that house? And if they say kids, how old are they? What's their favorite thing to do? What's their favorite ice cream? And just looking at a picture, they can use their creative abilities. I love it. I love it so much. So, Sharla, you're you're amazing. You're yeah, stuck you're, with me and Mr. Rob. <laughs> you're the guest, and you are amazing. And I am so impressed with all that you do and your wonderful spirit. Pauline Houston McCall. Houston is like the city. So tell everybody how they can find out more about you. Okay, so you can find out more about me. Um, my um, Instagram handle is at Pauline Arts Life. That features a lot of my artwork. I also have a um, website, which is uh, www.PauleneHoustonMcCall.squarespace. Dot com and that has a lot more of my art and then I have a oh boy there's Facebook. so many ways to Facebook Facebook my Facebook is Pauline Houston McCall and when you go on there you'll see a lot about my educate uh, education for children a lot of uh, what I'm doing across the city not only do I do art, but also uh, some preschool music programs called Puddle Jumpers, as well as Children's Gardens. So I've started over the past few years doing Children's Garden, and kids are growing from seed to table. So mm. next week, we are doing smoothies, and we've, uh, we've <laughs> harvested some cucumbers and some tomatoes. I have a and- feeling those smoothies are very colorful. They are very colorful. <laughs> of course, we add bananas that we don't grow in strawberries. We need some nice, you know, pinkish tones. Otherwise, it's, yeah, if it's too green, the kids won't uh, eat it. So you can find me, Pauline Houston McCall, on Facebook. Um, I am not on Twitter, sorry. Um, <laughs> but Instagram at Pauline Arts Life. And you have my um, website um, and, you know, just stay on my Facebook if you want to see daily education stuff. And, and, you know, if you have a center that you would like for me to come to, to do programs from murals to installation to sculptures, you and name it, it's art. Yeah. And she can paint for you anywhere and sculpt. Thank you so much. Thank you for your talent and your amazing heart. Thank you so much. I love sharing, Charlotte. Thank you for having me on Kid Time. <laughs> on behalf of everyone here on Word of Mom Radio and the Word of Mom Media Network, thanks for tuning in to Kid Fun and More. We're going to close with our fabulous theme song from Smith's Sisters Bluegrass. So, till next time, 
This is Sharla Felcher. And don't forget to visit my website, kidfunandmore.com, for activities, information about my books, and much more. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong.